This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Church, May the 2nd, 2021, with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie, bringing the Sunday morning message today, Lord, I Want It to Rain. We'll start off with the praise team singing, For All You've Done. My Savior, Redeemer, lifted me from the miry clay, Almighty, forever, I will never be the same cause you
receive it there's no other name it's all powerful whatever the need is he's right there to get it to you amen let's worship the Lord one more time go ahead
in store for those folks that love him. How many love the Lord this morning? Glory. Got some great things in store. This morning we're going to the book of Zechariah chapter 10 verses 1 through 10. We're going to be talking about Lord I want it to rain. I want it to rain. The Bible says ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. For the idols have spoken vanity and the diviners have seen a lie and have told folks dreams they comfort in vain. Therefore they went their way as a flock they were. Troubled because there was no shepherd. Mine anger was kindled against the shepherds and I punished the goats. For the Lord of hosts have visited his flock, the house of Judah, and have made them as his goodly horse in the battle. Out of him came forth the corner, out of him the nail, out of him the battle bow. But out of him every oppressor together. And they shall be as mighty men which tread down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle. And they shall fight because the Lord is with them. And the riders on horses shall be confounded. 
And I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and I will bring them again to place them, for I have mercy upon them. And they shall be as though I had not cast them off, for I am the Lord their God, and will hear them. And they of Ephraim shall be like the mighty man, and their hearts shall rejoice as though wine. Yea, their children shall see it and be glad. Their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. I will hiss for them and gather them, for I have redeemed them, and they shall increase as they have increased. And I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries, and they shall live with their children and turn again. I will bring them again also out of the land of Egypt and gather them out of Assyria, and I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon, and place, and place shall not be found for them. Somebody say, God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Brother, I mean, uh, verse number one, ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain for everyone grass in this, to everyone grass in this field. Amen. Sometimes God speaks things to us that really don't make any sense. Sometimes it just seems to be out of order. This text is an example of that. God says, Ask for the rain. That's what he said. Ask for the rain in the time of the latter rain. Now to my natural mind this morning, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you need to ask for rain when it's raining? That doesn't make any sense at all. That's, that's just like walking outside, standing in the pouring rain, and looking up and saying, well, I just wanted to rain. So, but the truth is, this is spiritual, not God, and, and, and what God is saying is this. There are seasons of visitation. There are times of refreshing. There are times when God manifests his presence and his power and his glory to his people. And I believe God is doing that right now in this latter time we're living in right now. For the latter time, the latter rain shall be greater than the former rain. So, but the only ones that will benefit from that and the only ones that will be blessed by the rain and blessed by the presence of God and the manifestation of his glory are those who ask for the rain. I mean like to ask for the rain this morning. For the great manifestation of the Spirit, the power of God to just move in this place and touch every heart in here and everyone by the way of, of internet this morning. In a spiritual sense, you don't get wet just because it's raining. You have to ask for the rain. You have to put a demand on God, so to speak. You have to let God know huh, that you need the rain and that you want the rain huh, and that you will not be satisfied huh, this morning without the rain. The Bible tells you and I that we are to desire huh, the gifts of God. And if I don't desire those gifts, huh, guess what? I won't receive those gifts. Huh? You must position yourself to receive the rain. It doesn't matter what God is doing. If you're out of position, you will miss it. Attitude has a lot to do with positioning because in a spiritual sense, your attitude determines uh, your position. For example, God is manifesting his presence. His power is being manifested. Glory is filling the atmosphere. But your attitude says, I don't like this song. So I don't like that sermon. Or I just can't hardly wait till the service is over so we can go eat. In other words, your mind's all over everywhere else when it ought to be just contemplating on God himself right now. Can I get an amen? Well, you may be physically in the right place, but if your attitude's wrong, you're spiritually in the wrong place. The Bible says repent. Then times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. I want to tell you something this morning. I love each and every one of you to death. Thank God for all of you. You folks, by the way of internet, we love you to death. We really do. Me and Sister Judy, we want to be the best pastor and pastor's wife that we can possibly be. But God didn't send us here to make friends. Even though we do have friends, we thank God that you are our friends. He didn't send us here just to eat chicken. And we eat a lot of chicken around here. They say preachers, the preacher's favorite food is chicken. Well, my favorite food ain't exactly chicken. I like chicken. Chicken's okay. But if I could get me a fried pork chop, 
or a stake, then that's where I'm at. But he didn't send us here to just do all that. He didn't send us here to pat everybody on the back and say, you're okay and I'm okay. We're all okay this morning. That's not what he sent us here for. I'm here in, in the divine plan of God and destiny over this church to push you, to build you, to equip you, to train you, to empower you, uh, to help you position yourself to receive all that God has you has for you uh, and to walk in the anointing of, of God's power. That's what God sent us here for. And that means sometimes you'll get uncomfortable because growth means stretching. I mean, like, uh, I've grown enough. I need some shrinking pills. Anybody got any shrinking pills? But if I could take all this and put it where it needed to be put, I'd be in pretty good shape. I wouldn't care if I weighed 200 pounds. But it all goes here and that's where it stops. My son told me one time, said, Daddy, your head's on backwards. If your head was on the other way, you'd be, you'd be perfect shape. So anyway, I'll let you see into that. So, But I believe in the power of the gospel. And I believe when I line myself up with the word, the blessings of God come like rain. We're not trying to get anything from you this morning. We're not trying to get God's blessings. We're trying to get God's blessings to you. Not get anything from you, but get God's blessings to you. I don't talk about tithing because I'm trying to get you, trying to get your money. I talk about it because if I don't, God will hold me personally responsible for withholding his truth from you. Because giving, there's blessings in giving. Can I get an amen? We're entering a season of divine prosperity. There has been a major shift in the spiritual climate. A major part of the prophetic ministry is knowing where we are in the spirit and where we are at in the spirit and we can position ourselves to what is coming next. How many is looking forward to what God's got in store for the children of God all over the world this morning, amen? God's gonna bless this church. God's gonna raise this church up. Even though it looks like the church seems to be going down sometime, I got news for you. The church will never go down. She's steady moving up. She's steady moving forward because that's what God wants for this church today. And one day we're going to get home to be with Jesus. What an amazing time that's going to be. It's a spiritual radar system. In Raleigh, every once in a while I get this telephone call from Raleigh or we sometimes hear it on the radio or we hear it on the TV. They're telling us the radar has detected a major thunderstorm headed your way. And with, with the potential of that storm, it could, it could be producing strong winds, large hail, dangerous lighting, lightning, heavy amounts of rain. Even tornadoes have been spotted uh, in this particular storm that's, that's going by. Uh, it's the radar system lets them know and lets us know. Uh, they let us know ahead of time. Uh, this is to help us prepare for what is coming. Uh, in, in other words, uh, to get out of this path uh, or to take shelter away from the storm. Do what you got to do uh, to be safe. Uh, but in this case, uh, we're talking about this morning, the advanced notification uh, is to prepare us for what is coming. Uh, so we, be, we will be directly in the path and so nothing will get in the way of the rain of the soak that's soaking our lives we want to get in the very path of God so God can soak us with his rain that means you need to get rid of anything that will get between you and the rain any resemblance of pity unforgiveness anger jealousy lust deception or pride anything stubbornness rebellion gossiping anything that's going to get in the way of you getting to rain from God you need to make sure you get it moved out of the way and the only way to move it this morning is by and through the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. You can't move it yourself. He has to move it. Oh. I'm standing here today not just as your pastor, but as a prophetic voice. Just as sure as I have warned you prophetically to be spiritually alert and to stay hidden in the secret place. Now I'm telling you, add to that, the rain is coming 
what we have witnessed in the natural taking place around us, all this rain is a sign of what is happening in the spiritual. Amen. And I can tell you this right now. You and I know from the last year or two that, that it's just been chaotic in this world we're living in. Not only the United States, but also around the world this morning. It's been chaotic anywhere you can look, anywhere you can turn. All kinds of things going on. The pandemic has come in and shut us all down, controlled us, told us what we can and can't do, told us where we can go, where we can't go, when we can have service, when we can't have service. The enemy is on, on the wolf path today. I want you to let you know that, that Satan himself, he's, he's right now. He's trying his best to tear up everything he possibly can because he knows it ain't going to be long before the eastern sky is going to split. The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is going to come and he's going to take the bride of Christ away. I was thinking about it this morning when the, when the, three, when the, when the disciples were standing there and Jesus at the ascension and all of a sudden they, 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 he takes off and he leaves this world gravity turns him loose and he starts rising up and the angels of the Lord said why stand you here gazing because that same Jesus that you see right now departing from this world departing from this earth right now he's coming again, back again in like manner so let me tell you something folks when he did that let me tell you something when the angel of God spoke and said he's coming back it started right then there's nothing that can stop Jesus from coming back. No devil out of hell can stop him from coming back. Nobody can because it's a promise from God. And when God makes a promise, my friend, everything's going to come to pass. So you rest assured this morning that Jesus Christ is soon and very soon coming. And I want to be right in the rain where I can get soaking wet spiritually this morning. What I must say is this. This is just a window of time. And we have to seize the day. We must become more spiritually aggressive than we have ever been before. You got to get more aggressive. We must be more committed to obedience to his word. We must pray more aggressively. We must worship more aggressively. And we must give more aggressively. The world does not understand what is happening. Uh, they are dumbfounded. Uh, the liberal political correct establishment uh, is scratching their heads, uh, foaming at the mouth. Uh, but, it's, but, it's, but it's called mercy and grace. Can I tell you something? Uh, it's because of the grace and the mercy of God this morning uh, that this world ain't already destroyed uh, and the children of God gone home. Uh, I want to tell you something this morning. To sing a song years ago uh, that, that talked about Jesus coming back uh, and it said wait a little longer please Jesus why because I got some loved ones uh, that still need to get saved uh, and it's because of the grace and the mercy of God this morning uh, and we serve a long uh, we, we serve a long suffering God uh, and uh, because he loves us so much uh, and it's not his will that any should perish uh, my friend I want to tell you something uh, he's getting ready to let it rain uh, he's getting ready to tell the church uh, you need to go ahead and do what you're going to do uh, you need to get everybody in the house you can get in the house uh, you need to get everybody under the blood. You can get under the blood because it ain't going to be the long. My son's coming back and God's going to pour out the rain and then when the rain begins to move, spiritually speaking, the son of man's going to step and make his way on the planet earth and he's going to split everything wide open. He's going to do what he said he's going to do and the church is going away and being the marriage supper of the Lamb. I don't know about you, but that's going to be the greatest eating I've ever done. I believe that's the only place I can go eat. And I ain't got to worry about the cholesterol, the diabetes. I ain't got to worry about sugar. I ain't got to worry about heart diseases. I ain't got to worry about anything. I'm going to be able to eat, and even the calories ain't going to hurt me because I'm going to have a glorified body. Somebody shout praise the Lord. I can tell you this morning, I know for a fact, I don't have a glorified body. Because this body tells on you every once in a while. But you know what? Even through all that, one of these days, we're going to shed this old lump of clay. <laughs> and we're going to be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. They don't understand it. It is the God of heaven answering the prayers of his people and giving us one more chance to bring in the harvest before night falls. That's what God's doing. He's giving the church one more chance to go bring in the harvest. Before the night falls. You see we must work while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. Amen. How many is looking forward to the time of the Lord coming? 
In our text, God does two things. He reinforces his love and his commitment to his people. He says he will bless his people. He will restore them. He says they will become like mighty warriors who tread down their enemies in the street. He says joy will be restored to them. He says this joy will be so great and so impacting that their children will see it and be glad and rejoice in the Lord. Wouldn't it be amazing if our children really saw the joy of the Lord in us? If they saw us so excited about God that it would excite them. Amen. lead up along. But you know it's amazing sometimes when we go to make a statement. It's, it's amazing sometimes that how that children don't want to go to church because of what's going on in the church and because of the way their parents act. And because of the way their parents talk. If I, when my children are grown, I'm so glad. I'm glad they're getting older. And I don't mean this in the, in the, in the, in the negative way, but I said the other night, we were talking about it, I said the other night, I said, I'm so glad my baby is going to be 40 this year. Not that she's old, but I'm glad that I'm not raising a teenager in this day and hour I'm living in right now. I thought raising a teenager back 25 years ago was tough. And I bet you my grandma and grandpa, they thought raising a teenager back in, back off. <laughs> this sounds, this sounds pure crazy. 50 years ago, God, that's a half a century. I bet they thought raising a teenager back then was, man, what in the world has happened to the people? Because grandma and granddaddy, granddaddy born in 1905. So he was a teenager in 1916, 17, 1917, 1918. 1918, he was 13 years old. So 1920, he was 15 years old. 1920, 100 years ago. Matter of fact, 101 years ago. Can you imagine the difference in a teenager then and what they are now? And I bet my great granddaddy said, I'll tell you one thing, raising, and he was a pastor, he was a minister. I bet he said raising teenagers is a hard thing to do. What in the world's happened to them from the time I was a teenager back in the 1800s? Wow. You see how time has kept moving and kept moving and kept moving, things kept changing. But today, not that there's anything at all wrong with teenagers, let me understand what I'm saying. It's just a different world out there. Amen? School, when they let them go back to school, it's completely different. Some of you guys remember when you went to school, the worst thing you could do was chew chewing gum. They'd get on you in a minute for chewing chewing gum. Running in the hall. That's what y'all got in trouble for, somebody. Then when I came along, it was chewing chewing gum, running in the hall. I got paddled in the eighth grade. I mean literally paddled. Leaning over the teacher's desk with, a, with one of those meter sticks in her hand that's about, about a, looked like a half inch thick and about 39 inches long and she used it like a ball bat. She hit me 10 times, 10 times. But that ninth time, she told me to hush. And I told the guy I was talking to her, so next to the last day of school, she ain't gonna do nothing. She told me that second time to hush, I didn't hush the third time. She said, go to my desk now. I said, oh, Jerry's in trouble. She said, bend over. And I bend over, she took that thing and hit. The ninth time she hit me a hard, I ain't talking no more. But she had to get that one more lick in. If that would have been today, they'd been going to the city jail, getting her out of jail today. But can I tell you something? They didn't have the trouble in the schools that they're having in the trouble in the schools today. Because the students know because they, 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 they're studying law and they know they've been told what they can and can't do and they've been told and know for a fact that the teachers can't do nothing. You don't even have to respect the teachers no more. It's the kind of world we're living in right now. So what happened? 
If I had the answer to that, I could write me a book and I'd be an umpteen millionaire today. But I don't have the answer to that, what happened. But there's one thing I do know, that the children have been let go. There's one thing that's happened, they've been let go to do basically what they want to do. And they don't even respect themselves. And if you don't respect yourself, you know you ain't going to respect nobody else. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord or something. I notice these kids and I'm not racist at all. But anything you say today, anything you do today, anything at all that happens is, is always turned back to racist. It's all racist. It's all racist. But I got news for this political world. It's not about racist. It's all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what it's all about. But you've turned them loose and you've let them do what they want to do. The police don't even have respect no more. I remember growing up when you see a, when you see a man in a uniform police, whoa, you respected it highly. You're looking at a man that still respects him. Because when I'm going down 95 and I see the car, she said, there ain't no need to slow down now. You know, been too, you're too late. If he's sitting over there watching me and I see him, the front end of my truck just says, whoop. And then it pops back up. She said, there ain't no need to slow down now. He's got you. And if he comes to my car or comes to my truck and he says, Mr. Barbie, can I see your license? Or you get my license, Mr. Barbie, do you know why I stopped you? I could say, you know, I'm trying to figure out why you stopped me, but I know exactly why you stopped me. I was going about 12 miles an hour over the speed limit. And then he says, no, not exactly. You were going 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. And he said, Mr. Barbie, I'm going to write you a ticket, a citation. And you have CDL license. Yes, sir. This is going to affect your CDL license. I said, yes, sir. He writes me a ticket. This actually happened back in 2012. I was running 19 miles an hour over speed limit. 55, 74 and a 55. And I was in a work zone. He said, Mr. he said, let me have your license. Mr. Barbie, when he brought my license back, he had broke the corner off of him. I said, ain't this a crying shame? But when he came back, he reached in the window from the pastor's side. He reached in and handed me a citation. Mr. Barbie, this is a warning ticket. I grinned. I said, thank God. He said, this is a warning ticket because you had not signed your restoration yet. And that could, that, that could get you points on your license. But I'm not going to do that. So uh, sign, your, sign your restoration when you can. And I didn't even have a singer on. He said, sign it when you can. I said, yes, sir. Before I put my, before I cranked my truck up, I was signing my. And then he said, "Here's your speeding ticket. Seventy-four and a fifty-five. Two hundred fifty-dollar fine. Because I'm in a work zone with a CDL." My sister said, "We can, we can, get the, we can get the fine wavered." I said, "You can't." Yeah, I done found out you can't. With CDLs, they don't waver nothing. I had to pay it all. But what I'm saying is, when he got through and he handed my ticket, I said, I appreciate you doing your job. We're praying for you guys, and I hope, I hope, I hope you're the best. I always tell him, I appreciate you doing your job because he's doing his job. I don't blame him for nothing. I don't blame her for nothing. She stops me. I don't blame him for nothing. Because why? I'm at fault. And I say, thank you. I don't get all uptight and mad and been all out of shape. And see, that's what's going on in this world today. No respect whatsoever. So the first thing to do when the, when the policeman pulls, I start to say cop. It's not, any, it's not any polite to say cop, I don't believe. When, when the policeman pulls them or the state trooper pulls them or the uh, FBI pulls them or whoever pulls them, sheriff department, whoever pulls them, they already got it in their mind. He can't do nothing to me or she can't do nothing to me. And they start right then disrespecting. That's why a lot of people get shot and killed. Because they won't do what the man or woman says do. All you gotta do is just do what they say do. Put your hands on the steering wheel. Do you know what I'm supposed to do? Because I'm a concealed carrier, I'm supposed to put my hands on the steering wheel. Don't move them. And when he comes to the winter, she comes to the winter and says, look, I need to let you know I'm a concealed carrier. There is a weapon in the vehicle. Or there ain't no weapon in the vehicle. I did that one night and the guy said, there is a weapon in the vehicle. He looked at me and grinned, but just don't shoot me. You're going to be okay. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> it's all called respect. And then you got these idiots walking around with the pants hanging down way down below the butt, and I can't hardly stand that. You know? I asked somebody, I said, why did, you, why did they do that? And they looked at me and said, because they want to fit in. I said, where in the world do they want to fit in at? They ain't fitting in nowhere. <laughs> Pull your mess up and be respectful. Amen? I don't think it's polite for a woman to have to see somebody's butt with his britches hanging way down, his, way down below his butt. I just don't believe it is. But what can you do about it? Absolutely nothing. One city passed an ordinance. You cannot wear your pants down. Guess what? That didn't last long because they'd done away with it. Caused so much pressure. 
Let me tell you something, folks. If we don't get a hold of our youngest while they're small, you're going to lose them completely. We need to get them where the rain is coming. We need to get them under the rain of God. We need to get them under the manifestation of God. We need to get them to the point they enjoy what God is doing. They enjoy church and they enjoy what, what to do with the Lord. They need to see the Lord being manifested in our lives today. Amen? Ooh, that was hard, but it's the truth. We need to teach our children. Your kids going to school now, they're teaching one another. To, 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 because you look different than I do, then we don't like you. you, you, you they're actually teaching hatred in school. That's what they're doing. A racist junk. And then on the radio, I'm listening to radio this week. I know I get to get back preaching. I've listened to radio this week. And one of the Methodist movements, I don't know which one it is, listen to them, have now ordained a, how you say it? Trisectite, how you say it? Transsectite, trans whatever it is. Transgender person, whatever it is, they've done the whole ordeal. So they've ordained. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just pull, just give them a license. I'm talking about they have ordained. They called it a transdextite or something, huh? Transvestite, whatever it is. Anyways, stupidity. But they have ordained that and put it in the church on pastor of church. And let me tell you this: the church house will be full. It'll be slam full. Why? Because that's what some pe people are looking for. That's what they're reaching for. And then they tell me that what's his name that became a woman that used to be at, at the Olympics. I can't think of his name. Who? Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Who? Bruce Jenner is now Caitlin. Caitlin Jenner. I got news for Bruce. I got news for Bruce. He's still Bruce. I don't care what he does. But he's going to run for governor. Or it's going to run for governor. Let me tell you what's liable to happen. It's liable to win the governor over in California. That's how far the world has gone. But I got news for them. If they don't get back to what thus saith the word of God, hey man, not only are they going to go to hell, they're leading other folks to hell and they're going to have to answer for everything they do as what they're doing against the word of God. Can I get an amen? Love them to death. I love Bruce this morning. I really do. Caitlin, whatever he says he is. I love him, but I don't love what he's doing. Because what he's doing is abomination to God. It's not right. And I'll have to stand on that and let him know you're on your way to hell until you get your life back to Jesus Christ where it needs to be today. Amen? So God is reinforcing his love to all his people. He says joy be restored. All this is going to happen. And he says where they had suffered, loss increase shall return. In other words, they're going to receive everything they lost. He says he will make his people like his royal horse that he rides in battle. This all comes under the category of the rain, the refreshing, the blessing, the prosperity. God is going to bless his people in these latter days. But the second thing God does is he rebukes the false prophets and the false shepherds that lied and deceived his people. Can I tell you something? God is rebuking even today. Whether they see it or whether they believe it or not, God is even rebuking today what that church did and who that church ordained to stand behind a pulpit and pastor a church. God is rebuking that. And that Bruce guy that's in California that's got himself operated on now and he's trying to be a woman, got his hair grown out, looking to, trying to look like a woman. I got news for him. He'll never be a woman. He needs to quit. God is rebuking that even as I speak right now because it's an abomination of God. Can I get an amen? He says his anger is kindled against them and he will punish them. So I'm going to prophesy to you that in this great season of the reign of God's blessing and divine prosperity, at the same time, there's going to be some judgment coming on these false prophets and false shepherds that preach and prophesy for money and only say what the people want to hear. Those professional prophets and celebrity preachers are going to stand one day and be accountable for everything they're doing in Jesus' name. Because they're saying what the people want to hear. Folks, if you and I turn this church loose and just preach what people want to hear, we, couldn't, we wouldn't have enough seats to hold. We'd have to go ahead and build a building. Right quick. To just handle what, what will be coming in. But you know what? That's not what God wants. Amen. Somebody, somewhere, has got to stand up for what thus saith the word of God. And I believe this church is a church that stands up for what the Lord desires and what he wants. 
There's one more thing that God said to her in our text that he was going to deal with. The goats. That's what he said. Goats are the rebellious. Goats are those who cannot be led. They refuse to be led. They ignore instruction. Goats are those who refuse, uh, refuse instruction and they oppose the truth. Let me say something about the truth. When you oppose the truth or resist truth, uh, you're not opposing or resisting a message uh, or a concept. Uh, truth is a person. Who's the person? Jesus Christ is the truth uh, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit uh, of the truth. So when you, so when people are just denying the truth uh, or they oppose the truth, uh, they're not just resisting the message, uh, they're resisting Jesus Christ himself because he is the truth this morning. And the Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit is the spirit of the truth. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. So this rain is bringing blessings and it's also bringing judgment. I don't know if you recognize the sharp division that's, that's been happening in our nation. But it's not all bad because the Holy Spirit has been drawing a line through the body of Christ. I mean that what we see in the natural is just mirroring what is taking place in the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit is drawing a line separating the good from the evil, the true from the false, and the holy and the holy from the profane. In other words, what God's doing, he's drawing a line. He's telling the church, he's telling those of the world, he said, what, what side of the line are you going to get on? Are you going to get on the side of the truth? Or are you going to get on the side that's not the truth? Are you going to get on the side of the truth that can save you? Or are you going to get on the other side of of the line that were they going to tell you what you want to hear talk to you about all the good things tell you how great you are tell you how good you are even though you're in sin even though you're shacking up even though you're homosexual lesbian or whatever the case is are you going to be on that side where they say everything's okay you're fine don't worry about it it's all going to be alright but I got news for you one of these days you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and God's going to let them know what you did was abomination and I'm sorry I do not know you your name's not written in the Lamb's book of life that's what's going to happen and take place. I don't know about you, but I, I want to be on the right side of the line. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Those who hold to the standard of truth and righteousness and holiness are going to be showered with unspeakable blessings and prosperity and abundance. But those who forsake the truth are going to experience judgment. I'm standing here today as a prophet voice to declare a new season of visitation for the body of Christ. The atmosphere has shifted. The heavens are pregnant with rain. But I close with this word this morning. You have to ask for it. You have to ask for the rain. This may be the last outpouring that you will ever have, have opportunity to see or more special be a part of. Every generation is given an opportunity to take hold of God and experience genuine revival. But it's entirely up to you and I. Every generation God gives them the opportunity to hold on to God, to take a hold of God and receive Him and do everything they can for the glory of God. Every generation has the opportunity to experience the genuine revival that has come through and all we got to do is hold on. But we it's all entirely up to you and I. It's my decision. Do I want it? Or do I not want it today? My decision. Everybody stand to your feet. Are we going to ask for the rain or are we going to let it just pass us by? I need some people this morning. Brother David, you guys come on. I need some people this morning. Around the front of this altar today. Who seriously want to get wet. You seriously want to see the spiritual drought broken in this nation, in your family, in your community. The government's not going to do it. Blood-washed, Holy Ghost-filled, fire-baptized believers who refuse to remain dry are the ones who are going to make it happen. Men and women who will climb the mountain and bow themselves before the God of heaven and groan and travail until heaven opens. Will you come today right quickly? I'm closing. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name this morning, we worship you today. We glorify you today. Amen. Brother David, sing the song. Anybody want to come this morning? Gather around this altar. Let's get wet for the glory of God. I am blessed. I am blessed. We're blessed today. Every day that I live. I want it to rain. When I wake up in the morning till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. I mean, it's blessed today. I am blessed.
Watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street, and we welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10:30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.